The Beat Church, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free. Okay, woo! <clears throat> All righty, so you can go to the first slide. <laughs> okay, then the second slide. <laughs> okay, so um, <clears throat> my name is Zoe, and um, like she, um, Carrie already mentioned, I come from a large family. But just some backstory, um, I'm the oldest of nine. We grew up in a Christian family. Um, all our lives going to church and everything. I got um, saved, actually, and accepted Jesus to my life when I was seven. But it wasn't until I was like 10 when I actually started to feel a relationship with the Lord and actually realized like, wow, like I'm a sinner and I need him. And just basically through 10, through like all my adolescence life, I was just like more and more just like God was showing me that like he's the only person I can go to and he's the only one I need and want. And just through toxic relationships and everything, it's just pointed me back to what I'm going to talk about. But like in Christ and in Christ only have I been made new. And he is that, that true love that I've been able to find all of these things. So if you go to the next slide, I'm just going to intro into what I'm talking about, which is about how Christ takes us as women. I'm sure a lot of us and most of us can relate to all of these things on the left when we feel shameful, when we feel naked, when we feel alone in our sins um, and how he can clothe us in his beautiful, in his righteousness as his bride. And then how he takes our repentance when we <clears throat> have repentance and he forgives us and he does these things. And then he takes our darkness because sin is darkness. And whether we see it or not, we feel alone, broken, shattered. And for all of these things, this can happen not just once in a lifetime, but like sometimes for me it's daily. It's daily. I go from the left to the right and need to find it in him. Um, he takes your darkness and he brings it to light. He takes then the whole meaning of what I'm going to be talking about is how he takes the old self and he makes it new in him. And then he also takes our brokenness and he makes it beautiful. Then going into the next side, I want us to look first in how God does this throughout creation. So Romans 12 um, Romans 1.20 says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in these things that have been made so that they are without excuse. And I just want to, first, we're going to focus on, like, I, if you see butterflies all around, and Carrie, thank you for putting those up. I just love the butterfly and what it represents. Oh, my gosh, this guy's amazing. Anyways, <laughs> the butterfly and just how you see the life cycle of how creation is made new and how the butterfly is just like this. So many of us like call me judging, but like I just think that's an ugly, worthless caterpillar. And I'm like, what are you, you going to do with that? Like it's annoying. And then it goes through this process of transformation, of trials, of just conforming to something it doesn't want to. And then it becomes this beautiful butterfly. And then we're going to look at going to the next slides like, how God does that with us. So first we're going to start with just how God pursues his people in general. Um, first, the first example is Nineveh. And I'm sure most of you are familiar with the story of Jonah and the whale and how God is literally like giving these, this terrible city, adulterous, 
prostitution, the city known for all of these sins, and God is sending Jonah in there to basically give them a second chance and to say, return to me. And I won't read all of that because it's a lot and can be, you know, tedious. But I mean, basically, like they do, they turn to God and they come to him and God just pursues his people and then he makes them new and doesn't destroy the city of Nineveh. Then the one in Hosea, I am going to read this because I loved Hosea so much. And Hosea is basically a love story about God pursuing his people. And Hosea is a prophet and God tells him to marry a prostitute a woman who is unfaithful, who has just lived this lifestyle of adultery. And at the end of it, um, it just really shows like God's heart for his people and for women. And he says, return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Then he says, I will hear their apostasy. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from them. And this just shows that God is pursuing his people and he wants them to be with them. And he's saying like these sinful things, these will, these will not satisfy you, but you can come to me. So then going into my verse, um, which is the next slide, 2 Corinthians 5.17, says, therefore, if anyone's in his Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And this, this verse is so powerful to me, just showing that if like anyone can be saved if they're in Christ and that old self with all of their sinful desires and passions can be made new. So then this next slide, I'm going to spend some time. I know it's just very simple, but I think these graphics can just speak so much volume. Um, and if we just think of how many times of, as women, I mean, we'll go on in discussion questions later, have we felt, felt like the woman over here on the left, you know, like naked, broken, sinful, shameful, and then we want to be made new in Christ. So you have to like go to him and him is where we find that hope and we're made new. And he makes us that beautiful bride. And there's so much society um, just pushing on women. You know, women have to be this, we have to be that, we have to be, you know, we have to be a worldly bride. So then all of our focus is just about pleasing men, being, you know, a good housewife, being this, or we can't talk about um, our sexuality or the things that we're struggling with because, oh, we just have to, we have to look perfect. And then that's where it can be such an extreme because then women say like, well, if I'm not going to be a bride, then they, you know, you can go off the deep end, but it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. God can still make you new, which is so powerful. When you look, we go to the next slide. Um, these are just two women, just two. There's so many women um, just mentioned in the Bible of God using them, just where they're at in their brokenness. We're going to look first at Rahab. And Rahab, just to start, like this is just crazy. It was like all coming together more and more as I was looking at Rahab. Is where we'll talk about her story, but she is the mother of Boaz. And if you know the story of Boaz and Ruth, that's literally like, that, that's a whole amazing story of its own. And then Boaz is of the lineage of Jesus. So from a prostitute comes the line, lineage of Jesus. And I think that's so powerful. If you look um, at Rahab in Joshua, it is, they're sending, spies are sent to the city, and they're like, we need to destroy it. And then um, they're kind of spying it out, and they're like, oh, no, like, they're finding us out. And they go, and Rahab just lets them in, which is just crazy because it's like you're a prostitute. Like, I don't know, it's like multiple men. And she's not trying to get anything out of them. And you shouldn't have asked if they would pay her. But yeah, she just lets them in. And she, they ask if they could like hide. And she hides them, you know, with no expectations, not thinking she's going to get anything out of them. 
and she hides them and then she lets them go and she says like you know hey like I know you have a God that you fear like will he be righteous like where he have mercy on me and then they do and literally Rahab is like the only her house is the only house that like lasted when they overtook that city and then once again like comes the lineage of Jesus so that's so beautiful. And then Mary Magdalene is one of my favorite. I'm not going to lie. I chose her from the TV series, The Chosen, because I've been watching that. And she just, I love that character in there. But Mary Magdalene was um, a demon-possessed prostitute, um, stuck and trapped in her sin. She was stuck, like, this whole lifestyle, possessed with these demons. And she would just, like, have these ellipses. Um, going back and forth. I mean, I remember reading the Bible as a little girl and being scared of me reading about Mary Magdalene. But I never, like, carried her along because she's throughout, like, basically most of the New Testament. And um, Jesus heals her, and he heals her of these demons um, and this sin that has entangled her her whole life. And then she is actually one of the few women, she actually followed Jesus throughout his whole ministry, which is just amazing that you know, God, Jesus allowed a woman to do that, and then she just, like, dropped everything and followed her. And then even more um, powerful, I believe this is really cool, but she was the very first person who saw Jesus after he rose from the dead. So she was there, and she was present in his life, and Jesus allowed that. He healed her and allowed her, this, you know, demon-possessed prostitute, to be with them and among his presence. And how many times do we feel like oh, like, he's not going to love us, or he's not going to accept me when I've done X, Y, Z, or, oh, I've committed this sin, like, I can't, I can't be made new through him. So then going to the next slide, um, I just love these graphics, and just the beauty of just God's passion, um, passion for women, and how he wants us to see our true beauty, and we can only see that when we're in him. Um, so then the next slide, I just wanted to think about, like, okay, what's the, the process? Because so many times we want to be made new or we're lost in our sin and we don't know what to do. So I feel like the first one, and this is a huge one for a lot of women, is realizing. And sometimes it's not your fault. Society tells you the lifestyle you're living in is totally totally fine. Your friends from high school, you know, your girlfriends, like no matter what phase in your life, like it's, it'll be hard to realize that you're in this sin, you're in this brokenness. Um, and then um, we need to realize that, like, we can be made new. Because that's one thing, too. We can feel so lost and so, like, like even I have felt that. Like, oh, this is, like, I'm too far gone. Like, God can't heal me. God can't use me. If enough, I were to get married, like, <laughs> like it's, nothing would be good out of that. And I know those are just lies of the devil. He wants to attack you and believe that, like, you can't be made new. You cannot, like, you cannot be redeemed. And I believe this goes for, like, every single age. I mean, women... I've met girls who are 10 struggling with their sexuality, and especially in this day and age, like, even more, we need to be helping young women realize, you know, these things, all the way up to, like, women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, like, it's a thing, and that's why, like, I want tonight to be about, like, having some, a place to go, having someone to talk to, knowing you don't have to hide it, because that's the first step, is just realizing it. And then we have to, like, realize it in love. You know, like, we don't want to, like, just point out, like, hey, you're sin because of this. But we want to point out because you can be made new. Like, why do you want that brokenness, that darkness, that loneliness, that nakedness when you could have, be a beautiful bride in Christ? So then that goes into the next point, which is very important. And this is repenting. Like, when we repent, Jesus forgives us. But only when we repent. And what does this look like? That looks like turning away from your sins. It looks like asking for forgiveness and 
That can look like many ways. Um, there's definitely, again, lots of lines between this. It, I love the quote, um, the devil, um, Satan condemns, but God convicts. So God convicts you versus Satan will tell you like, you're going to hell, you're a terrible person, you know, because you did that, you're so bad. Like, he wants to condemn you and make you feel terrible. And I don't know how many times I've, you know, committed the same sin a hundred times, literally. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I just need to get quit, you know, because this is so bad. And like, he condemns you. Or then you go for an addiction and you're free for like three months from the addiction and it happens again. What does the devil want to do? Condemn you to that sin but he has no hold on you. And when you repent um, and go to Christ, like you're obeying those convictions because then it, it leads you to the third and final point, which is returning. Returning to your first love, return, returning to the one that um, once again will make you new. Um, and just talking to the Lord, being open to him. I can't tell you how many times I've been, I've been in brokenness and these, I've thanked like the, the terrible situations I've been through, just like with, this was just, I mean, terrible for me, this is pathetic, but like it was like a toxic ex-relationship. And I was like, you know, I'm so broken. And I just remember crying out to the Lord and just, Jesus, Jesus, I love you. I mean, I was literally like at one point, I felt so, I was literally in the bathroom like crying naked, completely naked. Because I was like, I have nothing. I have no one. And the only person I could cry out to was Jesus. Because he was the only one who would like be there right when I needed him. And I just remember crying out and praying and praying. And I just would repeatedly say those things, you know, like, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I just needed those affirmations. And I found it only in him. And then next you have to, like, trust in him. Like, trust in the Lord. Like, trust that, like, okay, he has made me new. Okay, he is here. Okay, he has put women around me. Okay, he does care about me. That's another thing I've realized. Like, I can't do this on my own. <laughs> like, I can't overcome my sins on my own. I need those women encouraging me. I need my parents. I need, I need to bring people into it because when we shed light on our sin, God, God helps us overcome it so much more. And we shouldn't feel terrible about um, bringing those things up. And then the final point is to be changed. Just live changed and um, be different. And the world, the world will judge us. The world will say, oh, why are you doing that? Why are you waiting till marriage? Or why are you doing this? Or why are you not doing this? And it's, they notice it, but that doesn't mean anything. So going on to this next one, I just wanna bring this all to like, why I have my business and talk about Made New. My passion is sharing Christ and sharing Christ. And I want women to feel valued. I want women to feel loved. So I started just my little jewelry business um, to help women realize that to like encourage women because I believe like it's the little reminders like it's the my butterfly earrings that remind me that like okay I'm made new in Christ I've been made new in him so I try to source like my my mission like I try to source by supporting women both locally and globally so I want to support other moms other entrepreneurs who like maybe have been stuck in these terrible lifestyles but then they're doing something with themselves and they're selling their jewelry or whatever and then I try to buy that from them wholesale like for instance these like little necklaces you can come up here and purchase but these necklaces I'm gonna tear up talking about them but I went on a mission trip to Costa Rica and we went to Jaco Costa Rica which is the um, one of the prostitution capitals of the world and it is the prostitution like center of Costa Rica. I mean, it's so sad. Like there's three, the beautiful beach where people are going on vacations and no one knows what happens at night. They're going on vacations and it's just lined with these hotels that are literally just like sex trafficking, like hotspots. 
And I just wanted to go up into those rooms and just talk to those women and just realize they don't have to be doing that. But I went to the streets and I saw um, a mom. This was so from God. Because I was like, I want to support someone local. And I couldn't find anything local. And I saw a mom selling selling these necklaces on the side of the street. Like in Hako, where women are like on the side of the street, like selling like you know for prostitution and she's I got talking to her and she like struck up a deal so that I could come and be able to afford to bring them to you guys and sell them to you guys and she's a single mom um supporting her daughter and her mom by like doing that and it was just such a blessing and God put it together but I'm like that's what I want to be able to help I want to be able to by the more and more basically I make through my new I want to be able to support women like that. I want to be able to go back to Hot Co and just go into those those prostitution centers and be like, I have there's a way that you can get out of this. There's a way that you don't have to live in this. And that's for a lot of women, like they're stuck. Like that is that's all they know. Like they are prostitutes to and I'm like who are we to judge? Like I'm like without Jesus I could easily be that. And they are that to feed their families, to provide, to make a living. Like that's they're doing that for a reason and they just don't have the resources to help them. And there's so many women that we can be helping. And then I also have these beautiful bracelets um, made by um, women in Uganda, Africa. And this is an organization. I have their business cards and everything, but I buy them wholesale for them and then resell them to raise money. And these women are widows in Africa and they just make these bracelets for a living. That's like, there's hundreds of widows that they employ who would, like literally if they weren't making bracelets, they would be in sex trafficking and trying to make money to provide for their children. So that is just like my news dream is and mission is to just travel around to like share this inspiration with ladies like you guys and then to like just be helping more women. So like when you when you come and you support like you are making that possible and it's just so so amazing. I have many pictures and like you can scan QR codes to follow on Instagram and you can be able to see these women more. But going into the um, one of the last slides, I just I just want, these are like all things that I try to just continually be putting on my news page because once again, like I want it to be like for women to know these things, but I want them to know that they are called, they are forgiven, they are chosen, they are priceless, like over anything. Like I don't care, like it's, this is just a, like people like go, this gold bracelet is the most beautiful thing in the world. I'm like, yeah, but it compares nothing to you. So like if they can see that and they can see these values and have that reminder, like I want them to be seen more priceless than anything, that they are beautiful, um, that they are healed from any past sins or whatever it is. And once again, like please don't forget, like this can be daily. So it's okay if you feel broken, you know, 30 minutes after this, just remember that you can be made new constantly because I think that is so important. And then last, that you're, you're made new. the next step and visit www.thebeatchurch.com and get connected with a community committed to applying these truths in their everyday lives. You can also give now to support our messages by visiting www.thebeatchurch.com slash give.